I'm Franz. I'm AJ. And this is In the Weeds, a podcast about the food and beverage industry, past, present, and future. I don't know about you, but when I think of farmer's markets, I think of pints of strawberries, impossibly priced garlic, lettuces, tomatoes, food trucks, music, and old dudes with bubble wands. There's this and so much more at the Esquimalt Farmer's Market, where Franz and AJ are live, speaking with manager and founder Katrina Dwee I'm sorry, Katrina, I never learned how to pronounce your last name. We talk about the importance of community, local food, and what it takes to run a successful, award-winning farmer's market during a pandemic. Enjoy. We are live today at the Esquimalt Farmer's Market. AJ and Franz are on their first mission outside of a Zoom call to... We're in the real world. To we've left connect the, with real people. We've left the womb... We've left we've left the podcast womb and we're out unleashed upon humanity. We're in a we're in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are technically near the bathrooms under the bleachers pretty much. <laughs> you can find us under the bleachers. Yeah. We don't need the headphones cuz we're talking to a human oh, yeah. being. Um yeah. Not just so, any human being. <laughs> uh, on that note, this is so exciting for us because this is the first time since we started uh, these shenanigans that we've actually been able to see somebody face-to-face. Uh, this whole time we've been doing Zoom calls, so thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for coming to see my face. Yeah, yeah it's a lovely face. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I remember to shift the microphone back and forth instead of you. Just it'll, just, it'll just sound like I'm a voice from the beyond, just an inference. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go like this. There you go. If we touch noses, it'll be Fine. It'll be good. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, let's get your shit together. Let's Johnson. get underway. Uh, oh, we're allowed to say shit. Oh yeah. This I'm is so much happier yeah. now. Oh, no, this no. isn't for. This is an this industry isn't for podcast. Kids. So this isn't yeah. for children. This is an the industry. The farmers market is, but we aren't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're for the children. Wu Tang. All right. Um, so let's uh, let's start off. Uh, tell our introduce yourself. Yeah, I'll tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, hey, hi. My name is Katrina. I'm the Esquimalt Farmers Market founder and lead organizer, and uh, I hail from the town of Esquimalt. Kind of a big deal, uh, apparently. Um, and yeah, this market is pretty amazing. We're in our sixth season, and we started April second this year. Despite the COVIDs, because uh, we are an essential service, but it has been one challenge after another, and also all of the wonderful. Because starting starting during a trying time means that people get to see their neighbors, and so they're happy to be out, and they feel some safety in seeing those faces. And yeah, life is good. So six seasons, three locations. Countless wonderful humans, all the delicious food. And no problems ever, I'm sure, as well, too. It was smooth sailing. Yeah, and there's not a no-show today. That didn't happen. I mean, (laughs) yeah. So how did did you come to found this fabulous, award-winning, I might say, uh, farmer's market? Uh, How did that fall into your lap? Or did you create it out of sweat and bone? Sweat and bone and pennies out of my pocket. Um, Yeah, just a backyard gardener that wanted to sell my produce on the side of the road. And the municipality said that that was not uh, an allowed thing, that we needed to change a bylaw to do so. 
And I thought that sounded like hard work, so I started a farmer's market instead, <laughs> which I will have. The path of most resistance. Just so you know, is not less work than changing a bylaw, I'm sure. Although I still haven't changed a, a bylaw, so I don't really know. <laughs> I have I have heard that Esquimalt tends to be a relatively chill municipality to do business with. Is that is that just is that relatively true or true sometimes or what's your experience? I guess my experience is that the municipality, the mayor, council, the people that I work with, they've been incredible. Like they they've changed a bylaw on our behalf so that we buy a business license for the Squimalt, uh farmers market, and then not every individual vendor has to buy one because for some people that would be a deal breaker to pay right. an extra hundred dollars a year. Um, so that was pretty amazing. Uh, the mayor and most of the town councilors come here on a weekly basis to do their shopping. They're very supportive. Um, it's a small town in a big city, if Victoria is a big city, but um, it's about 18,000 population in Esquimalt, and everyone knows their neighbors. Like, I just walked across the street to get an extension cord, you know? Like, that's, that's what really you do. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Um, how, is, how is the uh, farmer's market, like, how is it funded? Like, how do you guys exist? Yeah, it, it was funded out of mine and my husband's pocket originally and then slowly paid back as vendor fees came in and whatnot. Um, fundraising, sponsorship, vendor fees, um, and, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you how do you select your vendors? Um, yeah, I, we are a food focused market, so pretty much if you sell food, it is handmade, unique, and meets a certain criteria with ethics. Okay. You're you're in. We'd love to see more people with local food. Are you are you getting a lot of people clamoring? Because I mean, as AJ said it's an award-winning market now at this point. So Yeah, it w in the first couple of years, I was begging and pleading for people to come to the market. And now I don't really... I ask a few people here and there because of the holes in our product lines. Right. but um, Or because I've met them and I think they're awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, overall, yeah, we, we have generally... Like today was a... We booked it like an Air Canada flight. It was an oversold out market. And then we had seven entry spaces just to give you an idea of what right. it looks like midsummer. You guys worked in the restaurant industry. Uh -huh. You know what this is about. Yeah, totally. People forgot they were camping and things like that. <laughs> oh man. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I told the market manager who's new this year, just just think of vendors sometimes as servers because she's also from the restaurant industry, banquets though. And we all get a little burnt out sometimes and we all get a little like, well, it's not really that important. And then yeah. yeah. Or one too many beach fires, uh, late night, you know, that kind and of and like, yeah. who's to blame? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good time. That's what life is for. Um, anyways, yes, how do we choose? We we cho we tried to choose people that have high ethical standards, people that are as local as possible. Um, we are part of the BC Association of Farmers Markets, and so therefore we have standards by their criteria that we have to meet. And uh, people at market are supposed to be the make, baker, grower. Occasionally there's a, a staff person on behalf of the brewer or whatnot, but they have to ha know all the answers to all the questions of the product. So they're essentially the maker. So you couldn't have, for example, like an Okanagan winery here being represented by a yep. rep? We actually could because oh. they're within BC. Okay. So they're regionally local. Okay. Um, it's one of those glossary terms where we have to define what local means right. and what the BC Association of Farmers Markets defines as local is BC. So then would you be able to justify that if you... You know, you've got you've got a hole in your in your product lineup, and then there's somebody that, you know, seems 
maybe a little bit outside your immediate area, but because it would complement the overall thing, you're able to make that argument. And Yeah, we just took on Comox Valley Mushrooms. So we have cool. someone that does cultivated mushrooms who's here every single week now. Um, so they're amazing. And we haven't had anyone from the Comox Valley before right. because... So I nice mean, up there? It, it is nice up there. I went to high school there. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, I absolutely love it up there. I've uh, It's been kind of like a... a part in my heart for the last few years where I've been up there to visit. We have a mutual friend who lives up there and uh, yeah, it's growing. It's beautiful up there. Yeah, when I lived there, like we got the McDonald's at the top of the yeah. hill and that was a real big deal. Yeah. It was just a bunch of trees and now there's like <laughs> Costco and Thrifties and all this. I was back there camping right. the other weekend and yeah, different different place. Amazing. Where um, where do you source most <laughs> like their products? Where do you where, where do you source? Uh, are your volunteers locally sourced and organic? Yes, actually. Mm, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, Melanie's <laughs> taking pictures. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is our market manager. Would oh, you like to it? come? Yeah, come come on, Melanie, come on here. over here. Come here. Yeah, come for sure. Come here. Please. So please, uh, we're just doing a podcast about um, oh, the EFM. <laughs> so please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I joined the market. Was it March? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I literally started working. We went to the farmer's market conference and we were cracking jokes about this COVID Where thing. Where's the farmer's market conference? Oh. Harrison Hot Springs, which was nice. Uh, yeah, so we went to that conference and then uh, we came home and then all of a sudden COVID was a real thing. And then... We were joking about toilet paper, like... Is this is this for real? Yes, we calling were, our we were partners and like, should we have paper. to bring toilet paper home from Vancouver? And they're yeah. like, there's no toilet paper in Vancouver either. <laughs> <laughs> there was no toilet paper anywhere. It was too late for us. We should have taken it from the hotel, actually. Yeah. What did you so, do before this gig? Um, I, well, stay-at-home mother for almost five years. That's a very important that, job. Uh, catering. I worked for a catering company in Vancouver. So hospitality, food yeah. as a chef, yeah, everything, everything hospitality. Yeah. But I've always been obsessed with the farmers market. So when I saw this little ad come up in my Facebook feed. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to apply for that job. Good for you. Yeah. And here, here we are. Wonderful. <laughs> Ch- changing the market. <laughs> hey, you need somebody. That's like Franz for me. Despite this shenanigan, don't let this fool you. He's very, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, attempt to, but no. Oh, I'm sure. Please, I, I, I'm welcome to it. It's fine. <laughs> was Island Health Pretty cool. How are they to deal with? I was I was imagining as I was thinking about kind of your path and what that must have looked like. Like, was that were they just like yeah, find a bigger space, or was it like a hard no and then you kept asking? What was that? What did that look like? Um, Island Health really didn't have much to do with the suggestion of even finding a, a bigger space. It was more us that was like, we need a bigger space because right. we were ma- we had nine vendors to start the season. <laughs> Um, <laughs> nine vendors to start the season and we could quickly see that we were running out of space but it was also super intimidating starting a market on April 2nd when really it just started getting a little bit intense here like March 15th or 17th no, right course. so uh, we were scrambling and it was nice to start a little slow but once we realized that more people would need to be coming on as per usual in June or in July at the market uh, we needed more space and then that was where it was great we had this relationship with the township that made it easy for them to like give us this space that no sports were currently playing on of course uh we would like it here next year please and thank you township of esquimalt uh i know that you have sports scheduled but food is kind of important uh, 
please and thank you. Um, Viha, they were... <laughs> or whoever the legislative person that you had to Viha, Viha is one of them, yeah. but really our big boss is the BCCDC. Okay. So, yeah, uh, sure. we had that's who we had to listen to, and Viha has a bunch of different-ish rules here and there. They're not all standardized. Right. Um, so that gets complicated because we have vendors from Duncan, we have vendors from the Comox Valley. Um, but overall, I mean, they're, they've been pretty good to deal with during this time. I think it's because it's obvious that nobody knows what's going on, so they're just being it, good. It seems like that during this experience that we're all going through that the best team to be on is the is the team that says, you know, we don't we don't have the answers. We're going to do the best we can and listen yeah. to the right people, but we're not going to pretend that we know everything and make a bunch of assertions and assumptions. It's just like we're going to learn together and we're going to treat each other well and and that's it, you yeah. know? I I I'm really grateful that that's kind of the way our that our elected officials are handling oh this it's it's been amazing to yeah. watch i'm so grateful that's not my job oh, <laughs> like it's no <laughs> i kind of feel also that you, you kind of mentioned something that i thought about when i was driving here i mean this is an essential service because everybody i remember that that time so vividly where everybody even driving to work the roads were empty nobody was out and about having something like this where people not only feel normal but they can be around such lovely stuff that you like what you've got going on here like it's it's amazing i'm so happy you guys were able to make it happen too so yeah and supporting your neighbors is yeah. becoming more and more something that's like a cool thing to do the yeah. good thing to do yeah. um i mean we all shop on amazon from time to time because you need that thing and whatever but if we can spend more of our money locally, it comes back to us. Yeah. But yeah, I actually, at the conference that we went to, the past president of the BC Association of Farmers Markets uh, gave a course. I called it the doom and gloom course. And we all split up and they took fun courses. I took the doom and gloom course. But um, she was one of the first farms where the 2018 wildfires broke out. Oh, so crazy. she had to learn how to evacuate livestock, evacuate a community. And so she was teaching this course on emergency preparedness. And one of the things she said in that course was, when you bring back the farmer's market, 100 Miles House, 100 Mile House did it right because they brought back the farmer's market at the very beginning, the first moment that they could. And then all these neighbors could see that they were safe that one another was safe, it brings a sense of calmness, it brings the community together, and then all of a sudden they want to support their neighbors. They f they know how much more important it is to support their neighbors Absolutely, and make sure that yeah. they get through this yeah. together. Um, so I'd ask her for a quote on that because I felt it was really powerful and I keep on repeating it to people and butchering it. It's definitely not verbatim. Um, it's your quote now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wiley. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I see that. I you know like A lot of people are still not leaving their house very often. Um, and so coming here once a week to grab your groceries and be outside in the sunshine sometimes the wind <laughs> i imagine that first uh that first date since kind of the the curtain fell was pretty emotional for a lot of people i mean being able to have a sense of normalcy and seeing your like having this community experience and yeah. you know still really early on and nobody knows how to social distance and it's 
awkward-er than normal and all that <laughs> stuff. But, and the rules are getting rewritten every couple minutes every, kind of thing. So. And, like, some people are playing by this rule and some people, like, the rules are so inconsistent and there's so many of them. It's so hard to follow. Yeah, I'm a small business owner, too. I, my husband and I own a clinic in Esquimalt. And so being a commercial renter during this time for a different space was insane and we were closed down and that was weird and then I really wanted to play it safe because I manage this and I manage that and I don't want to be a point of transmission so we just like shut her down but I'm a hugger and that it was hard <laughs> it's so hard so I have a tiny bubble now that I hug and I nice. hug them really creepily and Does everybody hard. get a like a wristband like oh, that's the a huggers. great yeah. idea, but yeah. then it would start to feel a little clicky and exclusive, oh. right? And then we don't I want to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> part of that club. <laughs> Fair enough. That must have been. Yeah. I mean, it must have been really nice for those just the community to come to get together again and be like, it's pretty special. We have each other. And people, they're so thankful, and they're, uh, you know, overall most of our food vendors are doing better at markets this year than they had in years past. Um, and that is because people are showing up to buy local food. Um, I would say overall they're not doing better because they lost sales through restaurants, right. they lost sales through whatever, but at market people are showing up to support them. Um, I know myself, I've always shopped at the farmer's market, but it's kind of like when you're at work, you forget to do the things at work because you're there and you're going to be there again tomorrow or next week. Uh, this year I've put a serious effort into shopping and I have a family of five and I spend $200 every week at the, at this grocery store right. and not the other one. Although I have to go the other one for like the dairy and the things, you know? Um, but I've just been going there once a month, once a month, family five, pretty good, right? That's great. Right. Oh, good for you. Do you find that you have a a good following from from chefs and restaurant people that come here or is the because it's only once a week it doesn't tend to have that I, I think more and more we do. I okay. think winning Best in BC two years in a row kind of made people's ears perk out a bit more about coming to visit us. Um, obviously, Moss Street Market just has this like large following. They live in the posh neighborhood. And so that's where, you know, I see like Lana Popham post pictures, our Minister of Agriculture, that that's where she's visiting. And, and understandably so. She probably works on Monday to Friday most of the time. I don't know if you do that in COVID, but... I, I don't have that luxury. Um, my job is always. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my time off is when my eyes are closed. Oh, my sleeping. gosh. And <laughs> anyways, uh, you see most of these people, the chefs posting pictures, the people that are in the food scene posting pictures, um, I would say from Moss Street Market, because they're the weekend markets, they're the big markets, they're the established markets. But more and more, I'm seeing them from the Esquimalt Farmer's Market. And it's really nice. Like Instagram, the day after market, we're tagged in so many people's cool. food posts and it's so great to see yeah, it's really cool. and then it makes you hungry because you're like wow you're creative <laughs> that's amazing yeah <laughs> very nice where do you like to go uh where do you like to go if you ever get some time to yourself and you and your you and your team where do you like to eat oh gosh well you know the one and only meal that i've eaten dinner in a restaurant was at prima strada uh, it was my husband for his father's day he wanted to go to prima strada so oh, that's where nice. we, we went so that was june whatever that was our 
restaurant meal. Yeah, the Sunnyside Cafe here is a place that, yes, we, we like to go for breakfast. That was the first breakfast I ate out. Um, today I just checked out a new place in Esquimalt, Th- Thrive and Shine Cafe on the bottom of Admirals. Yeah, so that was cute. My kids had a cookie and a croissant with Nutella. They were happy oh, about that. One. <laughs> breakfast of champions. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I don't, I don't really get out that much, but Spice Valley is up the hill from my house, and it's pretty damn delicious if you haven't eaten. Esquimalt Community Connections, a Facebook page we have in this this here community here, and if you ask what you're eating for dinner, you will mostly hear you should eat at Spice Valley. So that's how. That's incredible. Yeah, nice. pe- people I'll, like that. Place. I'll try to convince the marketing lady to. Uh, let us stop there on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to keep you. Uh, I don't want to keep you from your beautiful project today uh, and your people. I'm sure. Yeah. But one more. I only have one more question. But it's a great question. If you could do something to like satisfy your soul with a zero percent chance of failure, like there is no chance that whatever you do deep inside your heart, whatever you want to do, what would that be? Oh, I've always wanted to own a restaurant. Always. No. But I've worked in no. restaurants so long, that's why I don't own a restaurant. But, if, but 0% <laughs> chance of failure. That's okay. right. You set me up yeah, totally and did. Totally did. Like, Fair enough. I got this. It's going to be amazing. I've been dreaming about it since for always. But I'm also the 0% chance of failure owning a restaurant. Uh, well, it, was, it is a fantasy that's question. That's, yeah. a pretty good, that's a pretty good answer, honestly. <laughs> um, and my, I, w- I would too. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Industry people, we're pretty awesome. <laughs> My only last question was, uh, aside from maintaining what you've developed here, do you have any things on the radar for the FM? Steal my questions. I, like, we're I, I always do. Synergy. I always do. I know. I know. Yeah. But you already said you were done, so this wasn't your question. This was my last question. Exactly. You're talking to him. Well, you can't see my eyes doing this. What is on the radar? Well, right now I am desperately trying to get together what would look like our indoor fall markets. We're usually inside the rec center. Um, we usually host about 30 vendors per week. Um, um, we were scheduled to run until November 19th. Um, we are not allowed to ro- operate in the rec center because they have so many different rules for all of their different, like the seniors program, the teen center, whatever. And we would just, it would be a disaster for COVID protocols. Anyways, so that's one thing I'm working on. And then the Christmas market season that just doesn't exist uh, which, you know, like we have She Collective over here, Corey Judge, and she's new to Squamal Farmer's Market this year. We would have never seen her here. She does Toronto trade shows. Like, she's amazing. Her jewelry is incredible. She lives in Esquimalt, so she came and started doing this market because she's not going to Toronto this year. Um, but 75% of her annual income comes from Christmas markets, and that's just not really a thing this year. So yeah. uh, her, myself, some other organizers um, in the community, we're trying to get together and see what we can do for these people. So here, pe- hear me, people. I need space. I need someone to create like a Sears catalog that's virtual and printed. Um, uh, I need like you to take these people's items and consign them through your restaurants, through your shops. I need this for these people. They're oh, amazing! My my, I <laughs> hope that gets off the ground. My uh, my lovely wife is just completely and totally obsessed with Christmas, so that would make her very happy. 
I hope that we get something together because, you know, what will happen is if we go into lockdown again, which hopefully we do not, but even anything similar and the rules increase and we're back to not a phase three, um, people are going to be ordering stuff online. And that means they're going to be ordering stuff online from other people, from other places when we need to get ahead of this and make sure that people can order online from local people. So my ears are open if you know the people that want to talk. (laughs) Ask the the number creative, because they're not putting on any events, public events, and they're super talented. Maybe they would want to help. I, I, if you can hook me up with their contacts, I'll do that yeah, for sure. I, I can't, I can't speak to them. No, I mean, I, I can literally speak to them, but I can't speak to their willingness <laughs> to help. But well, right know. now, what ha- what's happening is, you know, last year we had 91 vendors for our Christmas market inside. We could have fit more. We just didn't have more space to host right. more people. This year, that's absolutely out of the question, really. Um, but. In that space, we could charge people a minimal amount. We charge them $65 for a table for six hours. You make a decent amount of money (laughs) at that market. It was cheap. People are suggesting, oh, rent the rail yards, rent whatever. Well, the rail yards is a big price ticket. Then I have to buy heating. Then I have to assume that this event is going to run and not get shut down. Yeah. it doesn't sound like that that's going to be the thing that happens. So anyways, ears are open listening. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, and I was going to say last but not least, uh, shameless plug for you. If people want to get in touch with you or support the Esquimalt Farmers Market or anything like that, plug anything you need at this point, social whatever yeah so if you would like to become a vendor there is a a lot of information for you to read on our website esquimaltmarket.com and there's a become a vendor button on the main screen check out the covid protocol button as well because you need to know that um we really need volunteers all the time there's a button there on the website please and thank you sign up for that um if you want to sponsor us we would love your money uh, or in kind or whatever. Let's work together. Let's collaborate. Let's build a better Victoria by like kumbayaing and handholding. And, love you know, it. if you hurt there yourself, you uh, I own a clinic, Ocean Tides Health Collective. You know, you need an osteopath, acupuncturist, that kind of stuff. So oh, tidescollective.ca, go there. Wonderful. Yeah. You have been lovely. Thank you, seriously. And thanks for making time for us. Yeah, thanks for really making lovely. time for me. You guys are awesome. This awesome. was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much. And weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super weird. So, what? Uh, what's your experience with the, uh, the EFM, Mr. Johnson? Tell me a little bit. You <laughs> used to live in this neck of the woods, so I'm sure you've probably frequented more than I have. I liked when that little girl came up and asked us if we were the news. <laughs> that was very good. That was very good. Are you the news? <laughs> what did you yes. say to her? I said, we're we're like the news. Like No, he said, we're almost the news. Like, chips are almost food. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> like, they're similar. <laughs> My favorite farmer's market experience is when I was in Hawaii that one time. It was a weekly farmer's market, and it was like the talk of the town, I'm sure. This, <laughs> it wasn't really a town. It was a very small little whatever borough or whatever. It was the bee's knees of the town? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you, like, they wouldn't even let you in. There was, like, a guard preventing anybody from getting in, and, like, you couldn't go and even stand in line until the buzzer went off. What? And then when the buzzer went off, it was like, okay, you can now farmer's market. But before that, it was, like, roped off because it was such a high commodity thing. Everybody wanted the avocados and the pineapple and the papaya. Black Black Friday at Walmart? Yeah, (laughs) that's what it was. Hawaiian version. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. That sounds good. I think when I asked uh, Katrina about any chefs, I had had this vision of 
the classic chef scene where you you have a, you know, a wicker basket on your arm. Yeah, and you're like, what's going to be on the fresh sheet today? And you go and you pick some eggs, and you're like, Gaston, yeah. thank yeah. you for the duck eggs. He's like, no problem, chef. Yeah, and it's like a cartoon. There's like your commie, your sous chef behind you, and he's got like a mountain of food falling off of his arms, and you're just like, you're like, this one will be good. Oh, it smells very ripe. How much you want for this puzzle? <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> But no. <laughs> Clearly yeah, that isn't the case. That is not the romantic idea. However, this beautiful, this award-winning farmer's market is uh, is really lovely. Like, you look around and it's just, it's wall-to-wall smiles. And they've made it super safe. I'm actually really impressed. I The spacing that they've put out there, which is obviously why they have such a gigantic venue now. But, uh, yeah, it's great. I, I really... Even prior to COVID, I really couldn't uh, couldn't handle the the farmers markets that they had in like I don't want to out any of the communities that have some of these farmers markets, but you know the ones where you go there and they're not really farmers markets. They're like there's eight vendors and they're always the same. They're the same people that go up and down the island and bless those people. They're like lovely. the little donut person. Yeah, or like the guy who whittles ducks. <laughs> You know what I mean? I and come, like I come from a long line of duck whittlers. Yeah, but like and those those folks are lovely. You may be the best duck whittler there I is. I like the I like the the musical artist that is like a South American like pan flute that ah, plays over yeah. the tempo like the like Aztec tempo yeah. down tempo music and then yeah. he or she plays the flute. Yeah. Yeah. And they're usually um dressed in fairly traditional garb. <laughs> something very Peruvian, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and there's that. There's also the the uh, like the tea cozy slash knitted toque people that are always in those ones. But I digress. The point is, is that that's not what the FM is all about. Uh, it is. Uh, it is much, much more no, this, diverse. This location's than that. fantastic, and I didn't. I thought they were here this year, no matter what. But it makes sense that. There's no sports happening here. Yeah, no sports. Sports are all canceled. So yeah, they needed the space. I was, I was, I don't know why I didn't think about that on the way over. As a matter of fact, I went to their old location across the way, and I drove past there, and nobody had set up, and I had a, you know, like a control freaks moment of panic, <laughs> where I was like, Oh no, is I have it not Thursday? information is wrong. I am not supposed to be here. Oh God, what if I miss it already? And then I just. Just went downhill. Yeah, I went. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I went downhill as it. I drove further downhill and discovered it. So right. it was. Uh, it was not. Yeah, I think I, I knew terrifying. that they had changed venues. Totally makes sense. People see uh, people on microphones, and we instantly get some officiousness about us. Yeah, well, that's... people like are are their their mouth apologizing when they walk by, being like, "Am I being too?" Yeah, no, I know. I'm sorry. I know. If only they knew the dog shit rodeo that existed behind only the microphones. They knew. <laughs> The falseness, <laughs> uh, the false pretense of what we're doing. <laughs> so, when we were here last year, I recall there being a good amount of beverage options, uh, or at least two or three different beverage options. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, because what you guys did, you guys were here last year. Yeah, we were. We we uh, had a little lovely, well curated booth um, for some of our our options, our yeah. our takeaways. I recall. Yeah. I recall. Very. Oh, nice. it was really nice and. Uh, it, it's uh, it's definitely a community when it comes to the vendors too. Everybody sort of it, it, there's the regulars who are here all the time, and it, it's kind of interesting. I don't know all the ins and outs, but you can you can choose 
your your level of participation, I believe, as well, too. Okay. Like, you don't have to be here every single Thursday night. Hmm. Um, I believe that there's some flexibility when it comes to that. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a, a job for these people. It's not just sort of... Oh, I couldn't imagine the amount of work that it, that it would take to put on this event. I mean, no. it's more work than I like to put in being a vendor oh, at yeah. the event, let alone herding cats and... And organizing, imagine the first couple of years of trying to get that off the ground. You know, when Katrina mentioned that she and her husband were like, this was this was their baby and they got it from where it is from day one to here. I I, I thought about it and I was like, oh, dear God, that's a that's 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 an exceptionally large amount of work. I'm I'm sure that's a passion project for sure. And the amount of red tape and legislation and like municipal like petitionary that you would have to do sounds like a pain in the butt. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm surprised, but I'm surprised that there's like an association of farmers markets and mm-hmm. there's like a, a body mm-hmm. that governs that and mm-hmm. there's retreats and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I yeah. find that I find that interesting. I'm going to do some research on that when we get home. There's jobs there that, that need to be fulfilled. So I'm sure it's just like any other enterprise that there's different levels of, uh, of management that, uh, that need to be filled for that as well. Oh, too, yeah. you know? I'm sure. Well, what do you think? Do you should pack up and go get some... Uh, yeah, what are you? What are you? Snacks? What are you gonna? What are you gonna take home tonight? What are you? What are you projecting that is gonna be either dinner or groceries that you're gonna take I'm home? Thinking, uh, there's gonna be some tomatoes in my basket. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm yeah. thinking I might get some delicious house sausage oh, in my that's basket. A great idea! Yeah. Shout out to House Sausage, house sausage. Shane and Kyle. They just recently opened up house a sausage. Uh, location. House uh, Sausage. First location for house a standalone sausage. business for them. House Sausage. So congratulations to those two gentlemen. Check them out. House Sausage, house Victoria, sausage. BC. House sausage. Plug. <laughs> yeah, I'll get some of that. Maybe house uh, sausage. I don't know. I see some cheeses. Lovely. Maybe That's get some. Uh, yeah, maybe get some flowers for my wife. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I'm I'm in search of flowers for my wife because I'm a I'm a I'm a go getter. <laughs> <laughs> you set the bar high. Ah, you're too kind. But I don't know. Um, anyways, that was. Uh, I really enjoyed this being our our first uh, our first foray into the real world. Yeah. It was really good. Outside of our protective Zoom bubble, yeah. we are exposed. Yeah. We're in the world. We're in the world. Yeah. Sunglasses and all. I know this microphone makes me feel like I'm, I have some purpose in life. Your, what's the word I'm looking for? Posture? Po- Jesus. Your posture is very Jesus, uh, my Jesus we're posture. meant for that microphone. <laughs> I feel like a, a young Terry David Mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, dear goodness. All right. Um, this has been a wonderful episode of In the Weeds. Thank you, my friend, for being here with me and for setting up this wonderful conversation we had. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Last customer has left the building. All that's left to do, mop, take out the trash. Thank you guys for joining us again. If you have any questions, thoughts, or episode ideas, you can email us at podcast itw at gmail.com. See you next time.